listening to InfoTrack. To learn more about our guests or listen to past shows, visit InfoTrack online at InfoTrackRadio.com. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. The pharmaceutical business has revenues approaching a trillion dollars a year, so it's no surprise there are some sophisticated criminals dealing in phony pharmaceuticals. Our next guest is helping to fight the bad guys. He's David Close, professor of supply chain management in the Eli Broad College of Business at Michigan State University. Professor, most people take it for granted the prescription drugs they take are 100% genuine, but that relies on a safe supply chain. And we understand the federal government has implemented some new rules on this. Can you tell us about that? Sure. The new laws are called the Drug Supply Chain Security Act. and That's really a phased implementation on who it's relevant for. One of the major things they're trying to do is through the use of serialization or serial numbers on individual units of drugs. In other words, that would be the level that it gets packaged and goes to a pharmacy. To put a serial number on that so they can make sure they track it through the entire supply chain from the place where it has the raw materials, particularly the critical raw materials come from, all the way to the manufacturer, through the wholesaler, distributor, and ultimately to the pharmacy. So they know what's in it, what institutions or what organizations it's been through. So if there's anything atypical, they could identify that and flag it as a potential problem. So the government is implementing that and requiring it. And at this point, it's being operationalized through the pharmacies. And within the next couple of years, it will have to be tracked even to the individual consumer. Give us an example of how a criminal might get their counterfeit drug into a supply chain. The likely ways to do it are through a gray market type activity where a manufacturer would buy a raw material that is less expensive than the quality raw material. So it really comes down to the relationship between the manufacturer and their supplier or between the manufacturer and their wholesalers. So in either case, the wholesalers or the manufacturers make the choice to buy a less expensive drug knowing or presumably knowing that it's probably counterfeit. And they do it to obviously increase their profits and sort of taking the position that either they don't care or it won't significantly hurt the patient. Are higher price pharmaceuticals more at risk for counterfeiting or can this happen with any drug? It can really happen with any drug. The typical drugs that do get counterfeited are lifestyle drugs, which are things like Viagra, Forcialis. They could change the potency of the drugs, such as for heart or diabetes drugs or cancer drugs. In all cases, they could have less active ingredients, which would make it cheaper to manufacture. In some of them, it may be a minor difference. In some of them, it may be life or death. Is there less risk of a counterfeit drug if you're buying the brand name as opposed to the generic product? There's less risk, but that doesn't mean there's no risk because it gets out of the control of the manufacturer fairly quickly. Now, most manufacturers limit the distributors that they go through, so they have pretty tight control over which drug distributor distribution systems they go through, and there aren't that many. The only thing that could happen, for example, would be a 
small drugstore might buy from a gray market supplier as a way to lower their costs. But the manufacturers are going to monitor that very closely because it's really their brand name that's on the line. I would assume with the packaging, they might put a hologram on the package or something to make it look official and make it very hard to copy. Well, yeah, and that's one thing they're doing, but they're pushing it, as I mentioned earlier, the serialization, which means basically every transaction in the system has a number of data items, including obviously the drug name, the dosage, dosage form, container size, the lot number, and shipping dates. But it also tracks who shipped it and who received it and the contact details and then the specific serial number. And the serial numbers are coded. So in theory, there's only one package like that in the world that has that serial number. We're talking with David Close, professor of supply chain management at the College of Business at Michigan State University. Professor, where do these fake drugs originate primarily? Are they overseas or where are they coming from? They're usually overseas from Asia in some places and occasionally South America, Latin America, although it certainly has happened domestically as well. I know some people buy prescription drugs, for example, from Canada because they get a better price. These rules you're talking about, serialization, that's only for the U.S., I assume, not for foreign supplies. I can't speak to Canada. It is also very relevant in Europe. So I would probably conclude the Canadians have it as well. Most of the developed world is moving towards serialization of drugs to protect against counterfeiting. And where would the database be for all of these serial numbers? Is that something the federal government would have control over? No, they're contracting with some private organizations that maintain the data. I think there are about three organizations that do it. The one way we got involved with it is so the drug companies are being forced to do this. Now they understand there's some rationale. They want to enhance the security of their products. But they're saying as long as we have all this data, as long as we have to collect it, is there anything we can do to make our supply chains more efficient? But they would like somebody, and that's where Axia got involved with it, they would like somebody to say, all right, let's take a big picture look at this and see what potential there is to use this information, which is obviously very, very detailed, in a collaborative way to improve supply chain efficiency and, and safety. Is there any way to know how many deaths are caused each year by phony pharmaceuticals? That I do not know. I know it happens fairly often, and it's usually in the situation where somebody is on a heart drug or a cancer drug, and people counterfeit the active ingredient in it, and the patient never knows. David Close, Professor of Supply Chain Management at the Eli Broyd College of Business at Michigan State University. Professor, thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you very much. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. A production of Syndication Networks.